Hello, hello, and welcome back, finally, after all this time, because I know you've been waiting impatiently, to the Jeff Antonio Show. Uh, and today we have a very special guest. Please welcome Evan from TX2. Hello, Hi. Evan. How you doing, man? Good. How are you doing? Happy to be here. Hey, I'm happy to be here with you as well, man. It's, it's good to be back in the saddle, especially with a, a great artist such as yourself. Thank you. I appreciate it a whole lot. I appreciate you being on the show. Yeah, you know, I, uh, I found out about your music probably the last few weeks. And, uh, you know, sometimes when a discussion for artists to have on the show, you know, you hear new music and you say, well, you know, it's pretty cool. But when I heard your music, immediately I said, you know what? It's great. It's solid, good production, great songs. And also I think it, it's unique and it really, it, it made me pay attention. And anytime I pay attention, it's a good thing. Thank you so much. I appreciate that a whole lot. That's, I mean, that's exactly what I've been going for is creating something new that's still familiar at the same time. So I appreciate that. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. I think that, uh, you know, there's so many good artists out there, but the ones to me that really stick are the ones that really is something familiar about it. But at the same time, there's something that's like, wait a minute, wait, they're doing something different there. You know, they caught me. And yeah. I, that's what I heard in your music. It was like, I heard this really cool hip hop influence. And then I heard this rock thing. And then I heard this really cool guitar solo with tapping. I was like, oh no, he did it, man. It's cool. Thank you, man. I appreciate it a whole lot. I actually uh, started my career as a drummer, um, playing with a rock band. Um, and then I ended up uh, becoming a rapper because rapping is like drumming with words. Um, so it, it just came naturally. I uh, had a rap career through high school and then I decided to bring it back to rock and rap. And then that's how I got that sound that's familiar and new is blending the genres and making the most authentic music I could. That's awesome. Yeah, that, that you know, so take me back, man. Let's journey back a little bit. Let's start from kind of the beginnings and, and get our way to where we are today. I mean, growing up music-wise, when you were a kid, what was that first connection with music where you heard a particular artist or artist or bands and you said, man, like I can't get that song out of my head or I just, I love what they're, what they're doing. Yeah, so... Um... The first ever album I listened to was American Idiot by Green Day, um, which has been my favorite album of all time. And it, as you can see in my music, I, it reeks of influence. Now, um, when I was five years old, my mom wanted my brother and I to bond. I have an older brother who's a few years older than me. So she gave him a guitar and me a drum set. And we ended up, you know, both getting good at our instruments at a very early age. Um, and that allowed us to play in a band together which is why my brother and I are like best friends. We grew up together, we played in a band and this band ended up like taking off. We had like a momager in middle school. Um, my brother actually got to open up for train in the plain white tees um, with, with, as part of this band, I ended up joining a little bit later. Um, but uh, when, I, when I came in, we were playing, uh, we played like a stadium show at the Eagles, like the Colorado Eagles. We played like, we, as like a halftime show, we, uh, um, we just played shows all over Colorado and that's where I got the, the performance bug. I could not live without performing and I, I, I can't imagine anything else I'll do in my life. So that's the, the roots of everything, you know, is, is starting with the rock band. 
That's great. That's great. Uh, yeah, Green Day is is a great band, and once again, unique, great songs. Um, I don't think I've heard a bad song from them yet, but they're a solid band, and I could see how that that hits you, and you were, you know, I could see how that pushed you into it because they're good. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And it's uh, especially at a young age when you're in like middle school, that's where you have that like angsty feeling, you know, so like it, it resonated with me. Now it's basically what I'm doing for life, you know. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Something about it's, uh, you know, when an artist does their job right and, you know, you're just living life and you just hear their music and it's just stuck in your head. That's when they got you. Yeah. That's when they got you. That's when they got it. Yeah. Still my favorite album. Still listen to them all the time. Yeah, yeah, they're they're fantastic. Um, you know, from Brain Stew to I mean American Idiot to what up Boulevard of Broken Dreams. Um, yep, it's killer band, and their new stuff too is kind of a little bit more on the funky side. I know that they were a little bit influenced by Prince, and it sounded pretty cool too. You listen to their new album. Um, I haven't heard the album, but I heard the single or one of the singles. I was like, man, that's, that's cool. Yeah, I was really impressed. You know what? I, I Props to them. Every band has to evolve. You know, I've evolved as an artist, you know, drummer, rapper, rock rap. Now, every, everyone you can see in the industry is, is slowly changing their sound because you have to, you know. You have to. And I also think that there's been no better time to be an individual artist ever, ever before. I feel like a while ago, it was, it almost seemed like you had like, well, you're rap, so you're rap, you know, and you're in that box. No, you're a rock guy. So, and now it's just like, I don't know, it seems more open. I mean, what, what's your take on that? I don't even believe in genre anymore. You know, I think that there's the example of Old Town Road, the one that everyone goes to and uses with Little Nas X combining country and rap, right? And there's before that, there's been examples, Little Peep, who combined punk and rap in a different way, a completely different way. Um, but yeah, I think that music, in my opinion, the reason a lot of this is happening now is because it, new genres has come over the years, right? Punk came out in the 70s. Other genres have evolved since then and been created. And right now, I think in the last year, we've come to a kind of a stagnant point where there's not a lot of new sounds coming. So something had to erupt. And I think right now, either you can see with a lot of artists combining multiple genres into one, because I, I mean, why? why? Why stay in a box? People, have to, people are always thinking outside of the box. And I think the next move for everyone in the industry is fuck a genre. You, sorry, am I allowed to curse on here at all? Say what you please, man. Okay, I just wanted to check. Um, <laughs> like, you know, like genre doesn't matter. Just make music for the heart. You know, I think that's what people are doing. Yeah, I agree with you. And uh, I'm glad that we came to this place musically. And, um, you know, I remember playing with Linkin Park back in the day, and that was radical, right? That was, oh my God, hip hop rock, you know, and the whole, and that, and Limp Biscuit, what have you. And it was like, well, that's crazy, you know, but it's really not that crazy. I mean, you can like multiple styles, and you can blend them. And yeah. quite frankly, I think the audience wants it. That's what I think. Yeah, I agree. You know, fans of rock can get down with it. Fans of hip hop can get down with it. Yeah, I mean, it's it's just not it's not subject to one genre. So that's that's great. You keep it fluid like that, and you, 
you know, you just, you go with your instincts because I, I think the audience feels that and they react to that. So take me back to, you know, so you started playing uh, drums and, and your brother played guitar. Um, was there any particular drummer that inspired you that you wanted to play like? Yeah, actually, uh, I was a big metal fan. So I liked uh, Avenged Sevenfold. And there was a, the previous drummer of Avenged Sevenfold who died, The Rev. Um, was it was a huge hit. Do, do you listen to Avenged Sevenfold at all? Is that like... I'm, I'm briefly familiar. They've, they've, okay. they've got a few joints. Yeah, yeah. 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 They're, they're, they're dope. Um, I, uh, the Rev was a drummer who influenced me and someone that I always really looked up to. Um, and then, you know who I always have respected is Dave Grohl. He, you know, he started in Nirvana as the drummer, and then he ended up creating his own solo career as well as a singer, you know? Yeah. Who knew? So, I mean... I, yeah, I, yeah, seriously, the talented man. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't think anybody saw that coming. You know, it's it's just like he's a great drummer, but what he sings and he and he plays good and he writes. Right, right. a, a town renaissance man. You know, yeah, that's awesome. So you know, you started jamming with your brother, and tell me about uh, like one of the first shows where you guys had a you know sizable audience and what that what that meant to you, what that felt like. Yeah, so one of the first shows we played with a sizable audience was uh, was that Avogadro's number. It was a small venue in Fort Collins, um, and it you know it was it, as a drummer I was making all these faces while I was playing and I was doing all these fills and things to just look cool. And I remember vividly every time I did something, the eyes were on me. And it, I think performing is the highest you can get without actually taking a drug right? Because the, you are the center of focus of attention from people. You command an audience. And, you know, the greatest performers, they command an audience. They don't just perform. They, they move the audience and they control them, right? So at, at that point, I realized that I have such a control and power over such a large amount of people that it's a, it's a, it's a high. And I think I've been looking for that high more and more, just like a drug, you know, ever since performing. Most definitely, you know, and man, you, <laughs> I think you illustrated it dead on. It, it is like a drug without the drug. It's about as close as you can get. Um, usually what I try to describe to people is it's electric. It's just, um, you have this pressure, but you've got this kind of, um, it's like this adrenaline happening at the same time. And it's yeah. just, there's no better feeling than performing. I agree completely. And you know the feeling too, which is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it, it you know, it, it's, I don't know. I wish more people could, could have that feeling and, and then they would know uh, how addictive it is to just be in music and perform and, and get out there. But it truly is electric and it's just something that's, uh, it's like this fifth element or something, but it, it's it's awesome. It really, It is addicting. That is the word for it. I'm still addicted, <laughs> you know, so. <laughs> I've, I've been having withdrawals with you know COVID, not being able able to perform. So yeah, yeah. I mean, I I can only imagine. I can only imagine. Yeah. So um, so you know, you you and your brother, you guys are doing shows. You're doing your thing, and I mean, was there a point in time uh, during you know those performances where something clicked and you said, you know what, this is me. The music is going to be my journey. I mean, when was that? Tell me about that. So in middle school, when I was playing with this band um, and I was strumming, I knew that I wanted to be in the music industry, but drumming wasn't what my heart, you know, what, what, where my heart was. 
So the moment I started getting into rapping, and that was my freshman year of high school, I, I started, I, I mean, I actually played that same year. Um, I performed my first show. It was an empty show. Um, it was a completely empty show. Uh, the second show I played actually is interesting story. I got booed off stage. Um, I was a freshman. I was, uh, I was, I was such a young kid at a crowd of, uh, you know, a hip hop fest in a, in a, a hip hop, uh, gig. And, uh, everyone was talented. I was so untalented. I was just starting off and there's an art to rapping that I didn't understand. And I forgot the words that I was performing. People just called me out, but I still knew that that's what I wanted to do. And it became my sole purpose in life to prove everyone wrong and to, to have a, a flip around in my life and be able to, you know, sell out my venue, uh, sell out a venue. And it turns out four years later, right before I came down to University of Miami out in Miami, um, I sold out a venue. We, we were playing like a full crap pack show. And that was like a full circle for me in my life. Man. See, I love stories like that. I, I love stories like that. It's good for the audience and I like it because uh, I think a lot of times when the audience sees an artist performing or, you know, music videos or whatever, they come up with a story in their head, right? And they say, oh, well, you know, he's just amazingly talented and he's always just been this perfect, you know, singer, rapper, artist, and things just, they just go for him, you see? I mean, he just got up on that stage one day, rocked the mic, and, but when you hear the adversity, you got out there, did the show. It didn't go the way you wanted it to, but you didn't stop. You kept going. That is the thing. I was never born naturally talented. Like even with the drums, my, my parents had no musical skill. Um, so it, it definitely didn't come from them. Uh, it just came from practice. Singing. I actually learned how to sing in the last three years. Shout out to my voice teacher, uh, Kat Reinhardt. She, uh, she, I went from not being able to sing happy birthday on pitch to being a singer now, um, because through voice lessons and through the art of, you know, vocal technique, it's just, it's impressive that anyone can sing, anyone can do anything. It's just a mind over matter kind of situation. Man, man, that's, <laughs> see, that's character building. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's just so true. And, and I think, uh, if more people knew that, they be inspired to reach great heights such as yourself, you know, because it's not easy. And I mean, this, 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 this goes across the gamut, whether it's music or sports or, you know, business, whatever you're going after, it's, it doesn't just come to people and just, you know, I'm going to do this. And it's just, you know, the ocean is going to part in the middle. Like, no, man, it's hustle. It's grind. It's hustles, grind, figuring out what didn't work, come back, trying it again. And so when I hear that, man, it lights me up because it's like, you see, what we have here is someone who refuses to stop and people like that are going to stop. That has been my life motto. Nothing, I, I'm a firm believer, nothing can stop me. I don't, are, do you know about the law of attraction? Yeah, yes, sir. Yeah, I'm a firm believer. That, is, that has taken me to incredible heights and lengths in my life where I never thought I would be where I'm at right now and all because of, I believed I could, you know? Right on, right on. So, you know, so, okay, so you do your thing and uh, you make that comeback. You, 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 you know, you improve your skill set. At one point, do you, do you leave uh, Colorado and you go to Miami? How did that happen? Yeah, so I uh, ended up, uh, after graduating from high school, I needed to do something with my life. My parents really wanted me to study business and they wanted me to go down the same route as my brother, be an accountant and all that. 
Uh, they did not. <laughs> they were not in the favor of me taking the music route. But um, I ended up uh, auditioning out at the Frost School of Music. It's, it's a really interesting story. I, uh, I, I auditioned as a rapper, not knowing really that there's never been a rapper at this school. Um, and I remember vividly one of the teachers here, Carlos, um, he's worked with like the Beastie Boys. And he mentioned that he's like, I've worked with the Beastie Boys. I've seen what rappers can do. Now, can you freestyle? And so off the, at the moment, I was like, yeah, I don't know what I was thinking. And so somehow a dumb move ended up getting me here. I started making fun of him in my freestyle. Yeah. I, was like, I made fun of like the suit he was wearing in my freestyle. And then I was like, oh, shoot, I should not have done that. Um, but he, they ended up laughing and loving it. And I ended up getting a full ride down here. So my parents had no choice but to let me come here because I got, they wanted, the school wants me here and they wanted me and another kid named Andre to start a hip hop program at the school. Um, so now they were like the, you know, the, the test subjects of that, but um, they're looking at maybe having rappers come to the school for music. And so that's what brought me down to Miami. This is the best opportunity I could find. Man, that's cool. Thank what you. is, uh, what changes would you say have you, evolved through going from Colorado to Miami I'm sure it's a totally different environment is, is the music scene completely different yes uh Colorado is a big emphasis or at least where I was from Fort Collins there's a huge emphasis on local shows um and respect everyone who's in Fort Collins and who who is part of that culture because there's a culture of live shows and supporting that here in Miami there's a big electronic scene um DJs and clubs are big I wish and my goal is to bring a bigger rock scene to Miami because there's not too, there's, I mean, there's definitely a rock scene. There's some great bands that have come out of here. Um, but I think that uh, there's not, there's not enough live venues for performing. So um, when it comes to that, uh, it's a very different scene. But um, for me, coming here has changed my sound completely. You know, wh while I was in Fort Collins, I was messing with the idea of punk rock and rap. And now I, just recorded a full concept album rock opera, you know, that's, that's, that has elements of rap in it um, that came through studying music in the school. Man, that's, that's awesome. That is, that is really cool. So, I mean, at what point did you start to kind of release your own music as a solo artist? And then at what point did TX2 come about? So TX2, um, came about uh, freshman year of high school. That, I mean, I immediately went, this is the name I've been using ever since I've been started rapping. Um, and uh, I mean, as a, as a freshman in high school is when I started uh, the solo career and rapping. And I think the main reason for that was because uh, I loved being in a band, but the reason our band broke up was because it's so hard to get four people or three people all in the right mindset and agreeing. And at that point I was like, I would love to work with other people, but I want it with my vision. And I had such a strong vision of what I wanted to see and do, and now I'm doing it, but I could have only done this with my own head on my shoulders. Luckily, Kyle Norris, he plays guitar for me now, has joined as part of my team. And uh, he plays guitar on all of the records and everything. I, he's my, he, like, my guitarist, but I, I still just have wanted to be a, a lead man, you know? Most definitely. No, I, I know the feeling, man. I've, you know, so many bands starting out, you know, and you've got these goals and you've got these dreams. And sometimes, even though the band might be tight and it might be everybody's equally talented, but the drive 
is not always equal and uh, you got to break off and do your thing. When you decided to, to, to do your thing solo, I mean, did it, did you get any resistance? Did you get anybody saying, Hey, what are you doing? You can't do that. Yeah. I actually got a lot of resistance with my music. When I first started creating music, um, especially in my high school, like rap was very foreign. I went, I was in a, you know, pretty much like an all white school, which has its problems, major problems, you know, and, and there was not, there's a lack of diversity and a lack of, uh, understanding of diversity which I'm so happy that my favorite part about Miami is diversity and learning about a different culture and other cultures but um yeah I, my no one really likes my music no one likes me uh I mean I I not only my first show was I boot off I had multiple people booing and shouting like slurs at me for the next two years of performing I did because I was hated in my town people just didn't like the idea of someone rapping and doing what I did it was I it, it was just a foreign idea. I had that. I compare sometimes. I think about my hometown. I love Fort Collins, but I the, like some of the culture of the the teens is like Dairy and It. Did you ever watch It? That movie. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know how they had like the bullies and like that stereotypical. That was like my hometown. Unfortunately, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, like just the high school like culture. You know. Mm, that's a trip, man. That's uh. That's that's interesting how they gave you that much resistance and uh, how you kept through it. I mean, what were you saying to yourself at that time with all that negativity? How did you keep yourself going? I always just thought about uh, all these celebrities that I idolize and the people that I wanted to be. They are normal human beings like it. They didn't start. They weren't born famous. Right. You know. I, I, actually there's like child actors but most people aren't born famous it's 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 just a work and after studying them I was like what's the difference between me and them what is the difference between any celebrity and a per there is no difference just hard work so I just kept putting my head in the books and I really got good I think the hate that I received was the best thing I've ever had in my life the, the fact that people were saying such negative things fueled me that I don't think I ever would have been where I'm at without people telling me that I couldn't and without people saying all of the awful things they said, I had to prove them wrong. So I'm thankful for them. I'm very thankful. I, I would not change a thing. Most definitely. I mean, those are some of the most successful people is you tell them, you tell them they can't do it. Look out. Suddenly right. they, they will. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. That, uh, that's inspiring. That's, that's really cool. So, Let's get into the, you know, your creative process. Um, everybody's got their own process of writing songs or recording or producing or what have you. I mean, what is your process in getting into a song? Do you, do you have an idea in your head ahead of time or how do you get into that? Yeah, so I usually have an idea ahead of time um, and I, I kind of like hum something out to myself and then at that point, so far, the writing process I've done is I either start on the drums and I create like a, a beat, which comes from my drum making. And then uh, I either skip that step or I do that. And then I call up Kyle and I'm like, all right, Kyle, here's what I'm hearing. Help me out. And then I kind of like, like we, we go back and forth and then I'm like, I don't like that. I like this. Let's make it sound like this. We get a guitar part, send that back over, layer some bass over it. We already got the guitar, drums and bass. And then that is where I start writing uh, melodies. I start humming something out and then I record the voice memos. Go back to, uh, I believe personally in writing and 
notebooks. So I always have a notebook on hand um, and I just write lyrics in, in a book. Uh, and then every album has been a different book. I actually have the last album I did fills this entire book. Um, nice. Lyrics. Cool. And so I just write uh, right from the heart, you know? That's great, man. So you, you probably don't really have any issues coming up with lyrics. I mean, you've got the, the book ready to go. Yeah, I always have the book ready to go. Um, when it comes to lyrics, uh, the last album we did, um, which should be coming out soon in February, uh, it's Let the Dead Speak, is a concept album. So I ended up writing a story, and each song is, I, I'm sure you understand what a concept album is, each song is part of one big story. Um, but in order to make the lyrics feel authentic, I took from personal experiences, right? I had to connect the character and everything that happens to the character to my own life so that the character and the story is an extension of my life with a different picture over it. Man, that sounds deep. I mean, it's, uh, did, did you have that written out in the notebook? I mean, how do you, how do, you do that? Yeah, I, uh, in the notebook, I have like multiple like, like just breaks where I, I mean, I don't know if I could just pull it out right here, but I, I have just multiple breaks where I started writing about what happens in the story at this point. And then after that, I would write like pages about like the lyrics and what's, what's happening from there. Um, and it, it was usually just like, like, just like, I mean, I don't know if you could see this, but just, just straight lyrics. I just wrote like pages of just words and emotions I was feeling and tried to take the story and, and the emotion and combine those into something that's authentic, but follows a storyline. Man, dude, you're developed, you're developed writer, man. Thank you. Um, Appreciate that. Yeah. No, those, those kinds of things is most artists take a long time to dig into that type of technique. So you, yeah, man, you, you've been down that road. Um, that's impressive. Thank you, I appreciate that. So you probably, you, you're probably never short on lyrics or you know, no. No, I've never, uh, sometimes uh, when my life isn't interesting, I have like a little writer's block for a few days at a time, but otherwise no, I usually can, I, I just, I have a, I've led a very interesting life and I've been fortunate enough and I force myself to live an interesting life so that I always have something to write about. Most definitely. Most, that's, man, that's really cool. So you got the lyrics in the notebook, you do the beat, you know, you, you got your, your boy, he does a guitar, you know, you kind of guide him on how you want him to play. And then, you know, you get it till it, it's about right. Um, at what point do you know the song is complete? Because as you know, as an artist, you know, you can, <laughs> you listen to it and you're like, now let's go back change this and then you hear it again no 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 take out that vocal no that that ending no at what point do you stop and just say you know what this is what it is and i'm gonna release this so um the way we went about the last album and i guess this is my new writing process is i use logic and i produce my own track i record and do everything myself except for the guitar um and then uh i have a demo and i take that to a studio and have session musicians come in and perform and make that actually happen. But um, for me, I know a song's done when I don't hate it. I'm a very self-critical person. And so I, and I usually, every song I write, I'm always like, I hate this, I hate this. And then eventually I'm like, okay. The moment, I, the moment I'm like, okay, I see what I did there. That's where I'm like, all right, this is a demo, send it to the studio. And so I, I, I just think when something feels authentic, when it feels full, there's no space. That, that, that's unnecessary but it's not too full where I, I hear things I don't want to hear it, I think there's just a feeling you get that you know the song is complete I'm ready most definitely 
most definitely. So from there, I mean, how do you usually do your releases? Do you do you have like a schedule of releases you try to keep up with, or you have an album done and you release a track at a time? How do you get it out to the fans? I'm just actually realizing for the first time why albums take so long to come from artists, like the period between. So right now I'm working with a manager and a team and we're planning out um, this. I mean, this album that I did has been finished for the last like year and or so. And we just released the first single, When I'm Down, the one I believe you saw um, with the music video. Um, and we have another we're releasing next month. But yeah, I, I, there, there's, it's all about PR and planning, like when to do these releases. When is the best time for this release? When is the best period between the releases? Um, we've decided on a month between these two releases, and then we're going to release the album in February. Um, so in, at the same time, I have another album that's already, like I've already, our demos that I'm already ready to take to a studio. You know, so I, it, I think we're just going to keep cramp, like cranking out albums and songs until eventually... You know, I'm like five albums in and only one of them's released. It just is slowly a progression. You know, it's all for the business. That is, man, I'm, I'm impressed. So take me through that because <laughs> you're prolific yeah. here. I mean, you're, you're cranking them out. So, I mean, uh, I mean are, you, are you writing, recording every day? I mean, what, what's going on with that? Yeah, I mean, I have a weird feeling that I was born to, and I will die writing me. I have no other purpose in my life. I, I literally, I spend every week, my roommate can attest to it. I'm either at the computer, taking business calls, making conference calls happening, networking or writing music. I mean, I, I, I really just, I, I just tell myself, I don't want to meet anyone who's outworking me because then I, I, if, if you're going to have to make it in the industry, only 1% of people do it. So my, the mindset I have to have in order to do that is I need to, be the, I need to be the hardest working person I know, and I need to keep introducing myself to people that remind me that I, I might not be so that I push myself up there, you know? Man. Every second I can, I try to write. I don't, I don't have much else to do. You know, I'm not, I'm not really interested in, like, video games or too much else. I just write music. Dude. <laughs> Man, that's, that's something. So, I mean, you know, what, what's, like, the daily typical day i mean do you do you wake up and do something first and then get into the music or you go right to it what do you do i do actually uh, i work out to like relieve stress so i usually start it off with a workout classes and then every second of free time if i'm not eating i try to just be at my computer uh i, I spend a lot of time listening to new music i think i, I want my ears to hear different sounds because i mean technically every song you write is like a little bit of everything you've heard you know and if I if I constantly keep introducing myself to more music it'll allow me to create a more unique sound so I'm either trying to find new music or I'm just making something in logic and it, a lot of the times it turns out not to be anything good but if I if I if I write something and I hear it back and I'm like that's it and then it continues on through the process fantastic fantastic for for everybody listening if you don't know logic is one of the main production workstations what have you um it's the mainstay of apple and pretty much one of the main uh softwares for recording and of course there's several others that people use but logic is definitely up there with pro tools and and other things as well um i mean why did you pick why why do you like logic above any other um production softwares i think i just started on garage band 
um you know that was like when i was young it was just easy i mean we made my friends and i made stupid songs on there and then logic is like the more complicated version of that so it was just like the next step up for me and it just feels comfortable you know most definitely and then logic is powerful i mean it you know i mean feels like that thing could like you know you threw it you could fly into space it's got so many you fly a spaceship with logic yeah I'm telling you man you <laughs> suddenly you feel your desk shaking like you know, <laughs> control the major tom i mean it, it's it's crazy and uh but it's crazy good. It, it, it's an amazing, powerful, powerful software. Um, so, did you just did you just learn as you as you went? Did you have any help learning? Um, YouTube has been my best friend. I just all there's. I mean, you can learn anything on YouTube. I just sometimes. I guess there's the benefit of a teacher in a classroom, but sometimes I'm like, I, why even have class? You just have YouTube. You can look up. I, I I've learned everything from tutorials, EQing, mixing, compressing, all of that through uh youtube and yeah most definitely yeah i mean it's you know and at this day and age it's just no excuse i mean anything you want to know you will find it and uh, there will be a t tutorial and um you can just pick it up so quick i mean it, there's really no excuses at this point in time so you you do the tracks you you kind of work it out in logic you put it together and then once you feel comfortable with it, then you bring it over to the studio, add in additional musicians, and then get it mixed over there? Uh, yes. So uh, we usually bring it in. The school actually has a studio. Um, it's, it's like professional and it's free to use. So opportunity. Um, we record at the studio, the school studio. And then um, a good friend of mine in my hometown, uh, Chris Beeble. Uh, he's mixed for huge projects. He's worked with like really big names. Uh, he works at a studio owned by members of the Descendants, if nice. you know the Descendants. Oh, yeah. um, but uh, so he, he mixes the project and then a mentor of mine, uh, Tyler Lindgren, um, who uh, masters uh, the recordings, um, is also part of the process, who's also professional. That man has worked with more names than I, I could even know, you know? So I, I'm lucky to, I, life's also about networking and who you know, I'm lucky to have such a good support group of friends and people who believe in me as well. Most definitely, it's absolutely partially. I mean, it is talent, don't get me wrong. I mean, you, you have to be good. You have to know what you're doing, but it is about networking too. Cause if you, know, if you don't have the connections that you need, you gotta get to where you're trying to go. How do, how do you network? I mean, what, what you, how do you do that? I was lucky to be a door-to-door -door salesman um, in, in high school. And uh, I learned about cold calling. And literally everyone is a potential customer. Everyone. You know, the people are going to say no, they're going to say no anyways. There's no harm in asking. So I, uh, I've gone to a few musical conferences, like the Music Biz Conference in Nashville. Um, and I, when I went, I just, I had, I had like a couple hundred business cards ready Every person who moved, if they weren't talking to someone, I'd like approach them. Hi, my name's Evan. I'm a musician. Here's my card. Tell me about you. And uh, every time the school has a forum, they bring in someone from the industry. And then I always figure, well, if they came here, they have to find a way out. So usually like on their way to their car or leaving the building, I find them and I pitch myself to them after their speech, you know? So I, it's, it's all about, you know, opportunity. That's actually given me the opportunity to perform for Rick's, uh, so for Slick Rick. Um, I don't know if you know Slick Rick. Um, yeah. A legend in hip hop. 
that right. one, one of the greatest moments for me was being able to rap for him. I just decided to talk to his wife while he was at, at, at a panel. And I was like, I would, I'm will, I have unlimited sweat to give whatever it takes. Like, uh, let me know. And she was like, you want to rap for him? It's like, yes. Like, <laughs> yes. And so I got to, I got to rap for him and meet him. And it was all because I took that extra effort to, not, I mean, nothing is stopping you in this world. I, I think anyone can do anything and not anyone. It's just, it's all mind power. It is. It is. And really, you know, what most people find is the biggest resistance or roadblock is themselves. Right. Absolutely. Once you get past that, I mean, really, there's there's not much else in the way once you get past your own mind. And it seems like for you, that's, that's not an issue. But the average person out there, you know, um, they second guess themselves. I mean, you know, I'm sure you've seen it too. I mean, but I've seen so many artists over the years that they doubted themselves or whatever. And sometimes they were an amazing talent, but they just couldn't see the vision. I mean, have, have you seen that with other artists? Yes, absolutely. I mean, I've, I've seen that with myself too, you know, early on when people were really, it, it wasn't just an easy road. I, I, I've been through so many ups and downs and, and I think that's part of any career. Um, I've met a lot of people who are on the same, who've had the same experience. It's just putting your art in something that you created out for the world to have opinions on is scary with, with, with the thought of that because you're, you, you should always have criticism. People will criticize your work. But just what matters is that, I mean, I, sometimes I think about, you know, sometimes nothing matters. If you really think about it in life, not like all those little things that you always overthink, what do they mean in the big picture? You know, just send it. That's, that's, that's been the, the process that has gotten me by through here. Yeah, most definitely. It's just, you just got to break through it and just go for it. And you don't know until you try. And, and, if, you, and if you slip, you'll learn. And right. you, you pick it up from there. So tell me, you know, a lot of artists in this modern era, you've got two type of vortexes, right? You've got your creative space, your songwriting, your production, the lab, so to speak. Then you've got your audience, which is, you know, it's such a personal thing these days. I mean, long gone are the days of the mysterious rock star and, you know, no one really knows if he's really real and, you know, all of a sudden it's like, it's much more about a one-on-one -on -one relationship with your fans. I mean, what do you do to stay on top and stay in touch with your fans? Yeah, I mean, at this point, I don't, I don't see fans. Um, I obviously, with where my career is going, it'll, it'll be hard to, to keep this, but I'll find a way. I don't see fans as like fans. Like, it's not a market. This is like my friends and family, um, and it's, 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 it's people who I haven't even met that are my friends and family that some might consider fans too. Because anytime someone sends something to me, I always try to respond. I, I just need to always remind myself, and I think any artist, whatever your level is, is that you're a human being and people are, everyone is a human being. Treat everyone with equal respect. And I think that's the key. Whenever someone comments on my pictures, videos, everything, I always try to respond because, I mean, first of all, they're taking their time to support me. The least I can do is support them back and let them know that I appreciate their support. That's what I do. And the people that don't do that just really rub me the wrong way you know no no one is more important than anyone else almost oh, definitely most definitely it's all about you know the fans and like you said they're really your, your fam your extended family and you've got to connect with them and let them know that you know you appreciate them reaching out 
and what have you. So that's great. So you, you kind of balance both. And, and what about, I mean, we're in the era of 2020, the, the year of weird. Um, how is, how has COVID affected you as an artist and, and your normal artistry of, you know, not only doing music, but, but being able to do shows and reaching out, how has that affected you? I mean, for me, it's putting a huge damper on everything in my life um, because obviously live shows are my, in my opinion, my forte. I love performing. That is how I can connect with crowds, make new fans. Um, at the same time, networking, right? It's harder to approach someone and give them a business card, but no one wants to touch you anymore or be around you. So I, it's kind of been a shot to the leg, right? But the good news is a shot to the leg doesn't kill you. At this point, I'm always, I'm evolving and trying to figure out a way which I believe we found, you know, with music videos and focusing on social media, that is my way of dealing with COVID. I think that it's, it's been a shot in the leg, but there's always a workaround. So right now I'm just trying, my team and I are trying to find the workaround, stay on social media, release music videos, and just focus on content because that's king right now. Yeah, most definitely. And, you, you know, the, the thing about it is, I think the more that you're putting out there, during this era of you know lockdown or whatever you want to call it um is you're doing a service to, to to people out there to your fans and to anybody that you're reaching out there because you know we don't know what they're going through how they've been affected by covid and you know they might be going through something horrible something terrible and you serve as is this entertainment that that you know you could you could help them you could help them through their day or through their year yeah seriously no i know i i agree it's for me the reason i i created music was uh because when i was at a really low point i had artists that i could look up to and and like role models and so my goal as a musician is to be someone that can people can look up to like you said you can make their day you can help people out like in these in these hard times my goal is to do that you know, that, that is the purpose of my career at this point. Man. So, you know, going back to, you said that you've had a lot of, you know, challenges and ups and downs. And like I said, I, I love to bring these into the interview because there's just a part of human psychology that says, you know what, TX2, man, he's just on a roll. He's just, he's just got it like that. You know, he, he hasn't been through, he hasn't been through the rough stuff, you know. Give us another example of, of, of something that you felt kind of pulled you back in your career or, you know, some kind of setback and how you just, you went right around and just kept on moving. Um, I think the, the biggest set, well, besides, I think COVID has been a huge setback. Right. And the other, I, the, I mean, the, the, those the two biggest setbacks have been the ones we've touched on. And I think just in high school, there was just a period where literally I would upload a video and I'd have like 60 people telling me to like kill myself in the comment section of the video. And that like, this is the worst thing that they've ever seen. Um, I think I went through such a dark phase with so many people hating me that I haven't had too many like bumps after getting through that. I think right now the biggest difficulty I'm in is where do I go from here? But mm -hmm. nothing that I can't manage. I, I feel like we, we, we have a good hold on that. I can't really think of besides that that point and uh besides covid you know the, any any true hardships of the career so far but i know they're coming i know they're coming you know 
You're ready. You're ready for it. Ready. Yeah, absolutely. I, it's mind over matter. I, you can throw anything my way and I'm ready for it. See, that's, see, you know, that's the mindset to have is getting into it and knowing that you're going to have, you know, bumps in the road and just say, you know, because um, I, I don't know, you know, and I don't know about you, but a lot of artists I've known, it's like sometimes they're in a dream state, you know, and that's part of being an artist is that you kind of, you know, you know what I mean? It's like you, you get one foot kind of in the clouds yeah. and, but it's part of why you're creative, right? Because you, you're reaching for something that's like, it doesn't exist. It's going through you. It's coming out of you. And it's just like, so you're, 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 you're partially up there in the cloud, but sometimes I think because music artists are a little bit dreamlike, they, they, they don't take the punches too good. seems yeah. like. Yeah, I, I, I would agree with you. I've, I've seen a lot of musicians who, uh, it's, it's, it's easy to take things personally. It's very easy to take things personally, but you just can't. You really, life, life has ups and downs. And I, music's like any other business, you know, most businesses fail. Most musicians, unfortunately, fail. But all that matters is you get back up. Most definitely, most definitely. So take me through when I'm, when I'm down. What was the inspiration behind that? How'd you come up with that? Awesome. I've been waiting for someone to ask about this. So when I'm down is uh, it's the fifth song in the album. And so the story of this album, I'll, I'll, I'll let you know a little bit about the album, is that basically the protagonist is a troubled high schooler who goes to a party. And at this party, he, um, an accident happens and the, the high schooler ends up uh, dying and comes back to life and he, and he, and he comes and, he, and his whole goal is to get revenge on what he did. So the song When I'm Down is about after the protagonist has killed the people that did him wrong. Um, he's talking to their bodies in the car. And so the, the verses are his exact words um, on exactly what he's saying to the bodies. And he's going through the regret of, I killed someone, I took life off this earth. And he starts wondering about like how their families will be affected. And then the second verse is about like, you know, this like coming to peace with, with everything that he's done and that he's trying to justify his actions. So the, the chorus of When I'm Down is you kick me when I'm down, I've lost my bearings. Basically, he had been hurt in such a way that he felt lost. And, and this is his way of getting revenge. So that is the, the lyrics of When I'm Down. Um, for me, that connected to my life because uh, there, there's been a point in my life where I have been, you know, I've been bullied. Not that I ever did anything like the character in this, you know, but um, it's kind of like things that I had felt but never said, you know, that, that is a lot of when I'm down in the verses, you know, is, is, is my feelings towards things that have happened towards me in the past. Man, it's really cool. It's almost like you see a movie, you have a movie in your head and the, and the song is about the movie, right? Exactly what it was. Yes. And, and if you watch the music video, um, in the music video, we, 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 we outline like the story of this album, kind of the, the protagonist comes back from the dead um, there's the scenes of me driving or the character David in this uh, album um, driving with the bodies talking to them and so it was so cool to see like my vision come to a visual come to life you know man that's that's really cool tell me about evil within evil within okay so that's a song I wrote my freshman year of college so that was two years ago now um, and I wrote it at 3 a.m 
it was 3 a.m. I had woken up at like 2.45 and I was like, I cannot sleep right now. I need to do something. So I just went on YouTube, started finding songs and I was listening to all of these rappers who were just flexing their lyrical ability. And I was like, okay, now it's my turn. And so that entire morning I wrote Evil, like morning, 3 a.m. to 5 a.m. I wrote Evil Within. Um, and I was like, I was like in my roommate, because we had a dorm at that time. He was like on the other, Kyle, my guitarist, he was my roommate for the year. Yeah, what are the odds? Um, he, uh, he was asleep, but um, I had just wanted to push myself to the lyrical max, use as many word plays as I can, rap as fast as I can, change the flow as many times as I can and create a catchy hook. So that's exactly what we did with Evil Within. Um, and to me, that was like, uh, I, I felt like this like evil presence at like 3 a.m. that like it's kind of like guided me through the writing. <laughs> but um, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's kind of out there, but it, it ended up working. And I don't, to this day, now that I, especially that I've taken this rock direction, it's going to be really hard for me to ever top my rapping on that song. I have not written a song to this point that is flexed as much as that. Now I focused on the songwriting, but that was to me just my peak of lyrical skill in a way, you know? Oh, dude, definitely, dude. When I heard that, I was like, whoa. Like, he's really going at it on that one, man, because it was just like, da -da 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 I mean, it was just, it was, it was like, whoa, man. He's, he's on it. He's on it, Thank dude. You. I appreciate that. You're welcome. You're welcome. So tell us, tell us, what do you have coming out that we can look forward to? Yes. So we have another single next month and a music video. End of October. The second song off this album that is actually the follow-up in the story. It's the sixth song. Well, it's the sixth song on the album, but the second song we released. Um, it's the follow-up to When I'm Down. Um, and in my opinion, this is one of my favorite songs off the album. It's the most dynamic and, and the most catchy. We have another music video, that single, and then... Um, we have the album coming out in February, which I'm so excited for. So, I mean, and we also have a merch store opening soon. I'm excited to, to you know, get some merch out to the public. Um, there's a lot coming. I, I'm just, I, I'm excited for the rollout of all this. Man, it's, it's exciting, man. And it's, it's inspiring to see your energy, man. When, when, when you see an artist lit up, man, it's just like, dude, it, it, it gets you moving because that's what it's about. I think it's energy, inspiring energy. That's, that's really kind of, kind of what music is. Um, so tell us where we can find you online and all your socials. Sure. Okay. So if you look up TX2, the letter TX2, um, on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Music, Instagram, um, on Instagram, it's TX2 official. Uh, but uh, on all those platforms, you can find my music. Uh, if you want to check out the new music video that I was describing, it's When I'm Down. Uh, that's on YouTube, and uh, everything is just under TX2. Right on, right on. Well, ladies and gentlemen, once again, this is TX2, and we've been talking with Mr. Evan, and it's been an honor and a privilege to talk with you, sir. Um, like I said, great music. You definitely want to check him out. Um, it's something different and it's something original and, and anytime that you've got that combination and there's some good songwriting, great vocal performance. Uh, yeah, check, check this dude out, man. He's, he's, he's on his way and I believe in his stuff. And, uh, I, I want to say thank you so much for being on the Jeff Antonio show. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure and I'm inspired by you, you as well. Thank you.
Thank you. Take care. You too.